What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. Roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Monday aftermath edition of East Coast Bias right here on the Ring of Gambling Show. The boys are back by popular demand. It's John Jastrzemski, Raheem Palmer, Joe House. We have all your reactions to what we saw on Sunday in week 10 in the NFL. We'll look ahead to an NBA card on Monday. We got a pick for Monday Night Football where I think two of us are going to be heads up, and I think that's good news for somebody. I don't think it's necessarily good news for me uh, as we welcome in Joe House and Raheem Palmer. And this is where I'm going to start, guys. A week ago, I want to remind you of a conversation we all had where I brought up three different teams to make the playoffs. I brought up the Jets, I brought up the Chargers, and I brought up the Houston Texans. House... I wish we could hit the rewind button, revisit that conversation after Houston survives yucking up a 10-point lead, Boyd drops the touchdown, and our dude C.J. Stroud goes right down the field and gets the Texans in a field goal range, combined with the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars go and get absolutely steamrolled by the San Francisco 49ers 
I want a mulligan house. I feel like I'm at Silver Lake on the first tee. I want to exclude the Jets from that playoff make deal and look at the Houston Texans because they got two avenues all of a sudden. They got an avenue potentially to go and be a wildcard team, maybe. But now you look at the AFC South. The Houston Texans are only a game back in the Jacksonville Jaguars, my man. Yeah, JJ, as we sit here right now on Monday morning, the Houston Texans are in the playoffs because they have the tiebreaker over the team that they beat yesterday, the Cincinnati Bengals. And your point is the right point. Now, when we did this show last week, it was the Monday morning before Monday Night Football when hope still sprung eternal with the Jets. I believe so much in in that Jets defense. And guess what? The Jets defense is good. And it's just a gosh darn shame that for whatever reason, the franchise seems to be committed to this young, beautiful boy uh, from BYU who can't play NFL quarterback. It's not really the rest of the team's fault that for whatever reason, somebody in a decision-making capacity in the New York Jets organization insists on treating out this beautiful boy, Zach Wilson, who cannot play quarterback in the National Football League. So the Jets keep losing games where their defense gives an extraordinary performance. But let's really talk about these Houston Texans because, man, what a revelation. This is the modern era of the NFL where in a single offseason, a team can completely flip its script. The Houston Texans went from one of, you know, the worst franchises, the worst stories and ineptitude on, on ineptitude kind of uh, franchise to this thing where they bring in a new coach and a new quarterback and bang, everything is different. The most dynamic offense that, that we've seen across the board these last handful of weeks, C.J. Stroud with the poise of a veteran. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air dream. I love to see it. Yeah, it really is a breath of fresh air. And I think one thing that we got to remember is that C.J. Stroud is playing at an MVP level. You look at FanDuel Sportsbook right now, he's down to 20 to 1 to win MVP. And if you ask me, if the Texans were to win that division and they're only one game behind the Jacksonville Jaguars, you got to put him up there because this is one of those years where there's not a clear cut MVP. Like, you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's been solid, but it's been the defense that's been carrying that team. You look at Jalen Hurts, he's been solid as well, but, you know, he's been shaky at moments. That Eagles team hasn't necessarily looked that great. So, if C.J. Stroud takes this team to the postseason, you got to be looking at him because he's carrying that team. Stroud's been great. Okay, Raheem, you mentioned the MVP market. What about the market now to win the AFC South? Is it worth taking a flyer on the Texans at plus 270? It may be. I, I mean, I, I think, I, I, let me pull up the Houston Texans schedule right now. I think that's that's the biggest thing is. They have Arizona and then Jacksonville. So if they beat Arizona and then and Jacksonville holds serve, then we have, uh, you know, basically the, the conference matchup. And as a reminder, as you look up the schedule dream, Houston already beat Jacksonville once this season. It was really their coming out party. They put over 30 points up on, on, on that defense, which we think is not, you know, not a terrible defense. How, how's that schedule look? So the interesting thing about the Texans schedule is when I looked at this schedule at the start here, you're seeing games where it felt like the Texans would not be favored in any of these. And 
there's been a swift role reversal. I mean, you look at this week against the Arizona Cardinals, they're laying five, and before the season, they were laying one and a half. So I don't know if I'm going to approach it by taking them to necessarily win the division, but I do want to get in on some of these inflated lines by fading them. <laughs> um, I think one of the inflated lines this week is against the Arizona Cardinals. I want the Arizona Cardinals in this matchup. And, you know, it's unfortunate that they have to play Arizona when Kyler Murray is back as opposed to playing Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs. But I'm not going to touch the future, but I like Arizona this week. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. And we'll do some look ahead lines in a little bit. So no interest from you, Raheem, on Texans to make the playoffs at plus 116. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to pass on it for right now. I think I'd rather just play it game by game. We'll play game by game. Now, San Francisco house. That was an ass whooping they gave the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like San Francisco in the spot. The idea that they were getting Debo Samuel and they were getting Trent Williams back into the mix, obviously is going to be advantageous. But I thought it was this sort of game that was telling on two fronts. It was telling from a standpoint that San Francisco belongs in that sort of Super Bowl conversation that many of us have had them in for quite a while, and I wasn't going to overreact to the three-game losing streak. At the same time, I think we saw why the odds makers have had Jacksonville, you know, despite their record, 20 to 1, 22 to 1. This idea that Trevor Lawrence hasn't been as good as he was last year. I thought that game told us a lot, quite frankly, about the Niners and the Jaguars. It really did. Yeah, and and it's not just an idea that Trevor Lawrence isn't as good as he was last year. <laughs> All the evidence of this season supports that idea. It supports the eye test. Um, the thing that I regret is missing out on the San Francisco team having this opportunity to hit the reset button, get everybody healthy, show up with a full game plan all that time to fully prepare. And instead, I invested this past week in the Baltimore Ravens, and we'll have our opportunity to, uh, you know, share some observations around that 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 soft as 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 uh, a Kleenex Ravens team. But kudos to the Niners. Like the the buy could not have occurred at a better spot. That number was short. I felt like it was a good number because Jacksonville had shown us so much resilience off of that very wacky two two week stretch in London, uh, and then coming back and holding serve quite effectively. But San Francisco is in a different class, and they showed us how and why once again. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I I totally regret not getting on that game, and I I just kind of had the sneaky s- suspicion that I thought maybe the Jags were better than than what we thought they were. But it, I mean, it's clear, you know, just totally different classes from those teams. So. Um, you got to look at San Francisco going forward. But, um, you know, Brock Purdy had a couple throws yesterday. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, they he were dimes. No, you're right about that. That one at Kittle was a beauty, Raheem. That was a beauty. Yeah, like the one to Ayuk was just like Brett Favre-like. <laughs> well, and we're back in on the Niners. I still have my Niners stock. I still think when it's all said and done, they're the best team in the NFC. I think they're the best team in football. We'll see how it plays out over the next few weeks. Now, guys, the AFC North. It's going to be so fascinating to watch this week, next week, the following week. You got a lot of games in the division. You're going to have multiple teams go to the postseason. You're also going to have some kind of cannibalization with the idea that they're playing each other a ton. 
Here are the odds at the moment to win the AFC North. Baltimore is at plus 140. They're the favorites. Cleveland, after their stunning win against Baltimore, down big. Lamar throws the pick six. If he doesn't throw the pick six, they go and win the game. That's the way I see it. But maybe I'm just salty. I have Baltimore laying six and a half. Cleveland's at plus 200. Cincinnati, after their loss to Houston, is at plus 430. And then the Cat with Nine Lives, the luckiest team in 2023, the team that's been outgained in every game, but yet the six and three on the season, the Pittsburgh Steelers are at plus 550. Now, this week is going to tell a major tale in who's winning the division. Baltimore plays Cincy heads up. Pittsburgh plays Cleveland heads up. All of a sudden now, there's opportunity in this division for some of these other teams. I'll start with you, Raheem. You know I'm invested in Cleveland from the beginning of the year to win the division. Is now a good time for me to grab that plus 140 with Baltimore? Or are you looking at one of these other two teams? Since he's going to have a tough road ahead of them to win it because they've already lost to Cleveland and have already lost to Baltimore, so that division record could play a role. Uh, but where do we kind of handicap the AFC North halfway through this year? I still think Baltimore is the best team in this division. And when you look at all three of their losses this year, against the Colts 22-19, against the Steelers 17-10, and against the Browns, those were all games that they should have won, but they just collapsed. And, you know, they just have some bad luck. So for whatever reason, Baltimore has these these sudden collapses. Like Bill sent this from something from True Media. Ravens are 125-4. and four. Um, since 2000 in games in which they led by more than 14 points or more, and they've su- suffered three of those four defeats since the start of last year. So this team, they get off to you know to, to strong leads, but they have this thing where they just can't hold on to them. But for the most part, I still think this is the, this is the the best team in the division. They have the highest point differential. I don't see any other team overcoming that. So um, I would be looking towards Baltimore. So, J.J., I have to really reconsider the Browns. I like your Browns position now. And the reason that I'm in a position of, of having to, to think, I need to go do, do some research here. I need to reset my Deshaun Watson calibration because my handicap of that Ravens-Browns game really came down to the ineffectiveness of Deshaun Watson this season. And all he did was outplay Lamar Jackson. Now, they're not going up against each other, but I'm just saying on a performance basis in that second half, he led his team to a win. And the way that the Browns won that game, they out Baltimore on both sides of the football. They gashed them. They ran it down their throats. They dared Baltimore to stop them on the ground. And Deshaun ran the ball. And my man, Mr. Ford, ran the ball. And they just ran, ran, ran. And when Deshaun had to throw it, he made good throws. He was 7-for-7 in the fourth quarter. And that was the difference in that football game. They, They came back by being the more physical and the more opportunistic team. And as I sat and watched that game, the, the the feeling I was having was, which of these two defenses do I prefer in the fourth quarter? And I was reminded, hey, this Cleveland defense is all that. Now, Dream mentioned some of this Ravens uh, phenomena over these past two seasons. They have seven times since the start of last season led in the fourth quarter and lost the football game. That's tied with the Indianapolis Colts for the worst in the NFL. 
So you have the Ravens and the Colts who love to give up games in the fourth quarter. I'm not prepared to do anything with this Ravens team. They have demonstrated that you can't trust them. This opportunity coming up on Thursday night, let's remind everybody of what the numbers are. Lamar Jackson is 6-0 against the spread as a, as a dog, but 10-17 and 17 against the spread as a favorite. And when that number is more than three points, the Lamar Jackson-led Baltimore Ravens are 4-14 and 14 against the spread. I'm looking at an opportunity on Thursday night, gents. Yeah, listen, I think everybody's going to bet Cincinnati in that game. That's just a feeling <laughs> I have, Raheem. I think Cincinnati's one of those teams. House hit on it, right? Like, you don't want to take Jackson as a favorite. I think people will be more haunted by the Ravens yucking up that game to the Browns than they will be the Bengals losing at home to the Texans. Uh, I'm not going to spoil my pick yet for Thursday night, House, but I don't know if we're necessarily going to have a family play, but I will tell you this about Baltimore. Let me throw this in there about Baltimore. We know how this is going to end. Raheem, House, we know how this is going to end for the Ravens. They're going to have a lead in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. I don't know who the opponent's going to be. Maybe it's Kansas City. Maybe it's Cincinnati. Maybe it's Miami. I I don't know who it's going to be. Raheem, they are going to lose a game in the postseason in which they have a double-digit lead at some point, and they find a way to screw it up. That's just their MO the last two years. Until I see otherwise, until I see them get to the top of the mountain, I'm going to have that sense of skepticism as well. I am. It's a fair sense of skepticism. It it truly is. And, you know, like going back to that first playoff game against the Titans when, you know, they had the 14th and two record and they were 10 point favorites and they couldn't get it done there. I think, you know, people are going to be scared because they just have not got it done. Um, Now, I mean, some of the circumstances around some of those playoff losses, I mean, it wasn't particularly fair, but. They got to get it done when it matters, and they can't collapse in these games. Now, I definitely don't think it's going to be a, a family play for Thursday because I have an opposing view because I, I don't like the Bengals in that spot. Ooh, well, we'll save that for our Thursday East Coast bias where we're going to have a comprehensive breakdown of the Ravens and the Bengals, which might be, well, it's one of the candidates for game of the week. you got two monsters next week. Ravens and Bengals is one. The Chief-Eagles Super Bowl rematch on Monday night might have something to say about that, but two just phenomenal, phenomenal primetime games. guys. I got to get this in there because I keep betting against this team and I understand they got very lucky yesterday. There should have been a fumble that ends up being called an incomplete pass. Jordan Love throws two backbreaking interceptions and I get what I deserve for betting on Jordan Love and I get on what I get what I deserve for fading Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. How some bet them to make the playoffs at plus 116. I know they stink. I know they get outgained in every game. They'll find it. And I'm not saying they're better necessarily than Cincy or Cleveland or Baltimore. They're not. Like, I think they are the fourth team in the AFC North, but they're cockroaches, dude. They are this year's version of the Minnesota Vikings where we're going to be looking up in January and we're going to say, how did the Pittsburgh Steelers win 11 or 12 games? Like, I am now at that point. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how it makes sense, but I'm going to get on the wagon now before I miss an opportunity. I'm betting the Steelers at plus 116 to make the playoffs. I got to do it. I, I can't get there with you. And the reason is because the numbers game in the AFC doesn't support it. Because if you subscribe to the theory, as I do, that the AFC South is going to put two teams into the playoffs, and it's really just a matter of schedule. Uh, I like both Jacksonville and Houston making it, which means that four teams from the AFC North can't make it. 
And the one that I have on the outside looking in is indeed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I, I think this game coming Sunday against the Browns will be the referendum on this. This this will determine the value of your of your plus money bet because if the Browns handle their business against the Steelers this coming week, and you know we we have uh, the best case scenario for your bet is Baltimore to win, and then Cincinnati is the team that's on the outside looking in from the AFC North. But I, I, I'm just that's not enough value for me to invest in the, in the Steelers. I'm, I can't get there with you. Listen, I get it, Raheem. I get it. But they keep winning games, dude. They keep winning games. Yeah, I think the next couple of weeks for the Steelers, that's going to determine how that bet looks. And I just think right now, you know, getting in it. What, what did you say the number was? It's plus money now. I didn't get the best number, but it's still plus 116. Because I, I think they could easily lose the next three games. Well, I think they they're the going to lose. I'll take it a step further, guys. I think they're going to lose the next two. I think they're going to lose that Cleveland. I think they're going to lose that Cincy. All right, that's six and five. Listen to this schedule at the end of the year, though. Home Arizona, they're winning that game. They are not losing to Arizona at home. I don't see it. Home New England, they're not losing that game. At Indy, great game for them to go and win. Those are three games the Steelers easily go and get, let's say. And then... Then they host Cincinnati. You want to say they lose that game? Fine, but it's winnable at Seattle, at Baltimore. That's a tough way to finish the year. I understand that. But I think that stretch in the middle portion of their year will allow them, hey, if they get those three and they can steal one of the bottom games or they steal Browns or Bengals, Steelers get the 10 wins, guys. They're going to make the postseason. I wish you the best of luck. I I just, I, 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 like, I honestly, I just, the biggest thing is I'm really scared of Arizona at this point. I think Arizona is going to spoil a lot of hopes. Interesting. Okay. Because, I mean, you got to remember, it's Kyler back there now. So all of these prices with Arizona, they're not necessarily the right prices. So you got two divisional games, and then you got a non-conference game against Arizona with Kyler Murray, who you saw last week. I mean, I think that was one of the highlights of the week for me is the fact that Kyler Murray can still run and he still looks like himself and he's actually in a real NFL offense as opposed to what we saw with Cliff Kingsbury. So I don't want to play this future now with the Steelers when I really could just play it game by game or, you know, I could probably get a better price later. All right. We got a lot more to do. We'll have our plays for Monday Night Football. We are going to be not a United family, because if you watch the wise guys, you already know there's a little of dissent amongst the ranks. We'll have you ready for a Monday card in the NBA and maybe uh, some thoughts on this tournament and how to play it. And maybe one of our buddies has uh, an eye on a certain team that you might be looking to hop on board with as we get closer to Vegas. All that more East Coast Bias Boys are coming right back. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. 
Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, guys, let's get to Monday Night Football. Uh, House, you know Raheem and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum on this. Raheem went with the Denver Broncos as his dog of the week. And my goodness, there were a lot of good underdog choices this week. You could have had the Texans. You could have had the Browns. I, of course, choose poorly and take the Green Bay Packers. What else is new? But we have Denver off their bye. Denver off this great win they had against the Kansas City Chiefs a few weeks ago. Buffalo, they desperately need this game. They are on the heels of the Miami Dolphins, but they're also in a position where their postseason status could be potentially in peril with some of these tough games they have coming up. Where do you stand, House? Bills, Broncos laying this up. Yeah, I'm on the Broncos here, JJ. And really, it's a function of... The fact that we have not seen the Buffalo Bills in the right space on either side of the football since they went abroad to London. And they have, you know, really devastating injuries on the defense. They have attempted to address it. Good organization. Kudos. They brought in Rasul Douglas, the cornerback. They have defensive tackle Linval Joseph that they brought in. But the defense isn't anywhere near where it was in the first five games of the season. Top five by a lots of advanced metrics at the beginning of the season, bottom five now since that London game and, and the run that they've been on. But my concern with the Bills is on offense. They have become a one-dimensional offense. They can't or won't run the football. I don't know what the answer to that is. But more concerning is my guy Josh Allen with that shoulder and the disinclination to have him out there freewheeling. And he also, over this same period of time, seems to have uh, taken on some tunnel vision with Stefan Diggs. Now, Stefan Diggs showed up on the injury report w- with a back injury. And we don't know. He's, he's definitely going to play tonight. But, you know, h- how serious is that back injury? There's still issues on defense in terms of injuries. Micah Hyde didn't practice Thursday or Friday. Christian Benford didn't practice Thursday or Friday. Terrell Bernard uh, was coming off of a a concussion. I just don't like where the the Bills are at. Now, it's the Bills at home uh, at prime time, and you would say, okay, they just go out and and, uh, they do that Bills thing where they're on an island game, and we see them just get on a, a snowball kind of effect. They've lost five straight night games against the spread and four straight night games at home against the spread. I like Denver coming off of the bye. 
Their, their, their defense has been trending in the right direction. They get back Javante Williams. I'm just not willing to lay a touchdown or more here, JJ. So you, Raheem likes them to win a game outright. Do you think Denver wins this game? I bet it. I definitely bet it. I got it at, at, at plus 280. It's on FanDuel right now. Not a huge wager. Uh, my, my more sizable wager is on the Broncos as the side catching the points, but definitely bet the money line as well. Dream, I know you're on the Broncos. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, listen, guys, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. We had a little dissension on Monday night a week ago with the Chargers and the Jets. That ended up working out my favorite. Here, here's what I keep coming back to, Dream. The Buffalo Bills have Josh Allen in this game. The Denver Broncos, to me, I think are being a little overvalued here. It's just the way I see it because of that win they had against Kansas City. I still think their defense stinks. I think their success against Kansas City, for whatever the reason, it's a comfort level. It's a division thing. It's, you know, it's one of those elements where there's, you know, familiarity because they're playing the Chiefs twice a year. They're not playing the Bills every single year. The Bills have got to have this game. And, and here's my thing to, to House's point. I don't think Denver is going to lose a close game. I don't. I, I think if Denver's in the game, they have a great chance to go and win it because that's what happens with Buffalo. I just think this will be a bully ball game for the Bills. I do. That's just the way I see it. I think it's like a 31-17, 31-14 type game where Allen gets rolling, the offense gets rolling, and they just can't stop Buffalo. I, I got to remind everybody. You look at these two defenses right now. Denver seems to have the better defense. You know, since week, I mean, week one, weeks one through four, Denver defense, 32nd in DVOA. Buffalo, third in DVOA, weeks one through four. If you go to weeks one, five to nine, Denver's defense is 17th in DVOA and Buffalo's defense is 32nd. And my biggest problem with Buffalo is their offense. It just feels like Sean McDermott is trying to protect that defense so much that he's slowing down the offense. And they've been sluggish in all of these first first halves. Seven points against the Bengals. Three points against the, against the Patriots. Zero points against the Giants. The only, the only game in which they've really come out on fire was against the Bucs. And they let go of the rope in that game. So I just don't know if Buffalo is the team that we think they are. I think they have the name brand. But you're paying a premium for that name brand. And I just think at seven, you, you're getting a key number. Plus the hook, I, I got to take it with the Broncos. All right, Dream. We're not going to be in unison on the spread. Uh, the total in this game and these primetime unders, you know the deal. They've been cash cows. 47 and a half. How do we feel about the total? I mean, the, the way that Buffalo defense is playing and the way these primetime unders are hitting, I think you got to go with the under. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I don't have a play on it, but that's where I would be looking towards. I mean, and we've already seen, I think this was up to 48 at one point. And it, it has come down. Um, so, I mean, it's been movement on both sides. I think it was it was down to 46, and then it went up to 47. So, I, I just think you, you're you almost crazy if you're playing a primetime over at this point. I feel the exact same way. That's the thing, House. I kind of like the over in this game, but because these unders are cashing like crazy, I feel like I can't do it. 10-1 and one to the under this season. You, you, you can't do it. Insanity with these primetime unders. And listen, I just wish I was betting more of them because I'd be making a lot more money. All right, let's transition, guys, because we got some NBA to get to. We got a good court on Monday. This in-season tournament's going on, and I got to be honest. Listen, I'm not I'm not super jazzed about it. To me, they're regular season games. That's the way I look at it. Like, <laughs> the, the, the Knicks lose to the Bucks a week ago. I didn't look at it where it's like, oh, the Knicks, they missed a golden opportunity in the in-season tournament. I'm like, all right, whatever. They lost to the Bucs. It's one of 82. But that's me, and everybody's going to approach it differently. That's fine. 
there are ways that maybe I can drum up some interest on this house. And that to me is finding a team or two that I can invest in, that I can root for when they get to Vegas and they kind of shut down the league and these teams are in it in Las Vegas a week or two from now. Give me a team that you have identified that we should be rallying around, Mr. House, for this particular uh, endeavor. Well, I, I have too. And you are right to be skeptical about trying to invest in this thing. And to, to me, this is just trying to capitalize. You're taking it a shot. You're taking a flyer, capitalizing on some of the perhaps unexpected identity of teams coming out of the gate and right, you know, trying to catch that uh, cresting wave as, you know, the, these, uh, teams that have a slightly different uh, identity are showing us some efficiency that we didn't anticipate. My favorite on the board for the in-season tournament uh, was at 23 to one last week or all the way down to 13 to one because they just kicked the Golden State Warriors right in the teeth last night. And that's the Minnesota Timberwolves sitting there at 13 to one. You've heard across the NBA content on the ringer.com a lot of admiration for this Timberwolves team, and it's mainly attributable to their depth. They have 10 rotation players, 10 guys that seem to be trustworthy, and the stabilizing effect of Michael Conley and what we're seeing out of Anthony Edwards, which is, you know, arriving uh, at the gate ready to go this uh, season after his performance for USA basketball. He was the alpha. He's alpha once again. Uh, this Timberwolves team, I think, is very interesting. And then the other team, and I can't believe I'm saying this and I'm prepared for you guys to go ahead and make fun of me. The Dallas Mavericks at 20 to 1, I just think that that's reasonable value. They are playing at a certain style early in this season because of the health of Luka and Luka's commitment plus Kyrie. Now, I don't know how long we will get this committed version of Kyrie, but if it could last through mid-December, then this Dallas team is very interesting to me. They are scoring at incredible rates, uh, like per on a per-possession kind of basis, but they're also playing at a crazy pace. So they are doing the thing that, that really works the best for them, which is go out and try and beat the hell out of teams by scoring more than them. And it kind of makes sense. They also have a little bit of defensive anchor kind of stuff going on with Grant Williams, with Derek Lively. So just at 20 to one, there's a little bit of value to me based on the unique style that they play and their ability right now to perhaps go out and just create some space between themselves and, and other teams. So Minnesota and Dallas is who I'm looking at, really just because of the price that's out there. I have to be honest, Dream, I'm I'm not going to hate on either one of those picks. Minnesota's been great, and they get after it. They're playing great defense. They have exactly what they're looking for to go into the next few weeks. And you know I'm down on Dallas. You're down on Dallas. I'm not exactly waving Dallas pom-poms. They're playing well right now. So it's not about what they're going to do in April, May, and June. Hey, they got it going for the next couple of weeks. Luca and Kyrie are hot. Sure. Well, why not at 20 to one? Why not? I might, I might join your house. I might. I like the Minnesota pick a, a lot better than the Dallas pick. And there's only one reason why. I mean, we know Minnesota has the best defense in the league right now, but the biggest thing about the Dallas pick is that they're in group B and only two teams from each group, you know, 
come out of the group. So they already have a loss to the Denver Nuggets, who is in their group. And they're also in a group with the Houston Rockets. And Ime Udoka has this team playing unbelievable right now. And you look at the Denver Nuggets and you look at the Houston Rockets, they don't have any losses right now. Right now, you you got three teams in Group B with losses. That's the Dallas Mavericks. They're one and one. The Pelicans are zero and one, and the Clippers are zero and one. So, to me, you're. It probably should be a little bit higher than twenty to one, but I'm not too mad at it. They just they're pretty much going to have to beat New Orleans, and they're going to have to beat Houston, and they're going to have to hope that you maybe Houston takes another loss, or they have just a higher point differential. So that's the only concern with that one. All right, guys, here are the odds at the moment to win the in-season tournament. Boston's a favorite at plus 450. Denver's at 500. Milwaukee's at 500. Philly, your boys, Raheem, 10 to 1. Lakers, 10 to 1. Warriors, 12 to 1. We hit on Minnesota at 13 to 1. Then you have the drop-off, Phoenix, 20 to 1. Dallas, 20 to 1. Sacramento, 28 to 1. Miami, 31 to 1. Would you like to add any wagers on this, Raheem? Mm. I, I like his Minnesota bet. I think that's, I mean, I, I really like that one. But um, believe it or not, I kind of like the Warriors. And one of the reasons why is because, and they're not really that good. Um, they, they struggle with, you know, big physical teams. You saw them last night against Minnesota. But I think this is something that they would like to go for. They get up um, for it. And I'm, that's that, that's yeah. a good angle with this. Who is a team that is going to get up? for this sort of event. That's really a great way to look at it, Raheem, and try to figure out yeah, who Chris that Paul team does, might be. Chris Paul doesn't have a title. Chris Paul doesn't have a title. <laughs> That's right. Hang that in-season tournament banner, baby. Fantastic. Hold up that trophy. That's it. That's so That's good. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Let me ask you guys this. Is there any way that we can get a player, maybe somebody like Russell Westbrook, to Miami? If we could get one player to Miami, Miami at 31-1, to 1, it, like, you know, it's a tale of two st- seasons with Miami already. They started off by barely beating Detroit. Then they lost four straight games. Then they reel, reel off five straight wins. Man, 31 to one for Miami, the team that was just in the NBA finals. To me right now, they're just a player away. I don't, you know, they can, they can't, they can't get a player between now and, and, and where those games are going to matter. But we really going to sleep on Jimmy Butler. 31 to 1? 31? Uh, See, I kind of feel like they're a team that won't be that into the in-season tournament. I don't you're know probably why. Right. I just, but you, know probably right. you know what, though? I kind of like that one just because look at the rest of their group. They're in a group with the Charlotte Hornets, the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, the New York Knicks, and the Washington Wizards. That is not a good group at all. And, that is a bad group. <laughs> and you got three teams within that group who are one and up. And right now, the Milwaukee Bucks... To me, they aren't a good team. Damian Lillard has been banged up. They're, they look old and slow. They can't defend. The offense is clunky. Like, they have to play Miami at some point. And it wouldn't surprise me if Miami won that game. So, to me, I like I, this is not a bad bet. I like it, guys. I'm getting in the lab. I think I'm adding Minnesota. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to add Minnesota. I'm going to show restraint on Dallas, even though I don't hate it. And I'm going to take Minnesota. Now, Before we say goodbye, we'll look ahead to the NFL card and maybe an NBA play before we say goodbye. I'm going to give you one of each. Knicks tonight, getting points against the Celtics. I know the Knicks are coming off second night of a back-to-back. I know they lost to Boston on opening night. They have played well in that building the last two years. They have. They're a competitive, feisty team. You're giving me nine points 
I'm grabbing the nine with the Knicks. I do not think they get their doors blown off in this game. I think they'll show up. I think they'll give you a fighting spirit. I'm taking the Knicks plus the points. My look ahead in the NFL, I had this one circled. I wanted to throw it out there because it involves my football team, gentlemen. The Miami Dolphins, if you could get nine and a half, which it is available at right now on FanDuel, this is the perfect spot to go and bet the Dolphins. They're off a bye. The Raiders are feeling amazing about themselves after back-to-back wins against the New York teams. They go West Coast, East Coast. They got to play in the heat. Miami is coming off a loss. That's what the Dolphins have done all year. They've beat up on a mediocre bad team. Let's keep that trend going. So, guys, maybe this is my homer central pick because I'm giving it to two teams I like. But I like them in these spots. I'll take the Knicks plus the points tonight. I'll take the Dolphins laying the nine and a half on Sunday. I'm going to go. I, I like that Knicks pick. I think I think the Knicks pick is, is, I mean, they've always played the Celtics team tough. So, I like that one. Um I, I, I agree with you on the on the Dolphins, so I, I'm not mad at those two picks at all. I think you know I said earlier I like the Arizona Cardinals plus five. Um, even if that goes down to plus four, I like that as well, just because I just think the look ahead line on this game was like Texans minus one, and now you get an upgraded quarterback. You still have a Texans defense which isn't really good. Um, I don't think this is prices pricing in. Kyler Murray into it. So um, I really like that one. That one stands out to me. Um, as far as NBA tonight, I think I'm going to lay it with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I don't I don't like the Sacramento's team at all. They can't defend. Fox is still banged up. So that's where I'm going to go with it. Yeah, so I like both of your guys' NBA picks. I'm going to play both of them. And then I'm also going to put a little bit of something on the Chicago Bulls getting nine and a half points against the Bucks tonight. I mean, we we, we just talked about our skepticism with the Bucks. which guy is hurt tonight, which guy of their three guys uh, in between Middleton, Dame, uh, and, and and Lopez, you know, is is under the weather. I don't, I don't know, but it's a, a rotating cast of not ready to show up for every single game. Um, so I like the, 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 the Bulls catching nine and a half as well. And then on the N, uh, NFL card, you guys know how I roll. I, I just look for the dumbest bet possible earlier in the week. I get something exotic down. We have a bunch of double-digit, near-double-digit favorites. Is it? We listen to the Cousin Sal and Bill Simmons looking at the card. Is a three-leg, 10-point teaser in the mix? Yes, it is. Dallas laying 10, whatever they're laying, against, I think it's 11 to the Carolina Panthers. Washington laying 10 to the New York Giants. Detroit laying 10 against the Chicago Bears. You grab the 10 points, you get Detroit at Pickham, Washington at Pickham, and Dallas laying one. (laughs) It does not make any sense at all, but let's go ahead at this time of the season and give thanks that we have the NFL in our lives, my friends. Well, let's get exotic. Let's get exotic. I love it. Good stuff, House. Good stuff, Raheem. We'll be back on Thursday morning. Big, monstrous. Primetime slate of NFL football. Bengals and Ravens on Thursday night. Eagles and Chiefs, the Super Bowl rematch on Monday. Uh, I know I'll be betting that game. I don't know what side I'm going to be on. I'm going to get in the lab the next few days. I'm going to lick my wounds after that Jet game. And here's my parting thought, Raheem. If the Bills aren't going to cover, I hope your Bronco pick wins outright. The worst case scenario for me is we get like a three-point Buffalo win on Monday night. So either the Bills better go and smoke them well, the Bills better lose. That's that. That's my feeling about Monday Night Football. I'll agree on that, Raheem. 
Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's been a week of the underdogs, so I think the, the underdogs are going to continue to go through. So um, hopefully this one hits tonight. <laughs> well, you got a big dog barking. We'll see if it's uh, barking to the piggy bank. We shall see. For Raheem, for House, JJ starting off. Good job by our buddy Mike Wargon. Good job by your Raiders. Uh, I get what I deserve. Put my money on the Jets. What can I say? Boys are out. We'll see you Thursday. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash 